Hey everyone, you are listening to Sandcast, per usual, beach volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter. Today we're going to do something a little bit different, something that we have never done before, um, because as anybody knows, anybody listening to this is obviously in the beach volleyball world, and anybody in the beach volleyball world has heard about the sudden passing of uh, a very good friend of mine and roommate, um, Eric Zahn, who was a, a tremendous player and more than that, just a, a phenomenal human being, brought more joy and exuberance and character and zest to life than anybody I know. And so we're going to re-air Zahn's episode from a little bit less than a year ago. Um, so it, it was titled at the time, uh, Eric Zahn, the Happy Gilmore of the AVP Tour. So we're going to re-air that episode, um, which is what will follow. But what I wanted to do is carve out 30 seconds after this introduction uh, just for a moment of silence for one of my best friends um, and one of the the best people that you could have ever met. And anybody who, who did get in touch with Eric and who knew him, you know what a blessing that was and how grateful we should all be to, to anybody who got to know him and who got to have a relationship and and they got to share some of those road dog stories with them. So I'm just going to leave the next 30 seconds completely blank as just a, a brief moment of silence um, for Eric Zahn, who uh, loved that kid to death. And um, enjoy uh, a throwback episode uh, of Eric. And uh, may his words and spirit live on, either through Sandcast or through stories being either told or written about him or videos. And um, enjoy. Sandcast, Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter, presented as always by our good friends at VolleyballMag.com. We have our guest with the most drinks we've had on a podcast. Zon, you have two opened up, one ready to go, and an entire 12-pack of seltzer water. Yeah. All non-alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. was just in the sauna with the boys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. we, bring, uh, we bring cases of seltzer in there. Really? Yeah. So we've been, we've been having spa night a lot. Spawn night, <laughs> yeah. night with the boys, yeah. a little seltzer water. Yeah, it's like real good for after workout. Oh, good for morale. Sauna, yeah. You're big so. on morale these days. You got to keep morale high. Um, <laughs> it's extremely important. Uh, I've actually been going by Danny Fahrenheit lately. Yeah. Um, Can you give us a little background on Danny Fahrenheit and Tony Bronzer? Okay. Well, you Moonlights is Chris what, Vaughn. What the, the hell is going on here? So, <laughs> well, they introduced me as Eric Zahn. I've been going by Danny Fahrenheit. All right. So, Give us a little background, Danny. I was doing a little independent research on uh, temperature 
<laughs> and I discovered that Danny Fahrenheit is the guy that invented the thermometer, which is really cool. Um, kind of. I thought that was a really good name, but like, we st- <laughs> like the rest of the world goes by Celsius, and that guy invented the thermometer. I don't know. Mm. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so I just like the name, and I don't really like the name Eric that much, so I've just been going by Oh, really? Danny How Fahrenheit. long have you been going by Danny Fahrenheit? Since I uh, discovered that, which was in like May. Okay. On and so off. it's relatively new. Has it caught on yet? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> well, you can say stuff. well, it did. It is now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's on it's Sandcast. It's huge for me. Yeah. Millions of people listen to this. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But you can say, like, it's heating up in here or do, like, other temperature playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, so it's definitely heating up in here right now. <laughs> what does Piotr call you? Does he hit you with Danny? He calls me Cookie. Cookie. I used to go by Cookie Robinson exclusively on the NBL. <laughs> for real. Um, so that's an OG team, huh? That you guys used to play together at NBL, right? We didn't play together. Oh, okay. Um, we played against each other a lot. Uh-huh. But, like, everybody called me that. Um, Cookie. Yeah. And, like, a lot of my good friends still call me that. Um, okay. So yeah. you need to get Mark Sherman on board with all these nicknames. So he announces them over the loudspeaker at yeah. events. Yeah. I should get him on that's board. That's your, uh, your next key. Yeah. With Danny Fahrenheit. Actually, we might have to do... So we like to do giveaways on our podcast. We might have to do one with this one. We're, we're going to have to have listeners pick their favorite Eric Zahn nickname. Okay. All right, Ooh, so we, yeah. what, are the, what are the options? We have Cookie Robinson, Danny Fahrenheit. Um, Sounds like he really wants the, Danny Fahrenheit. The Van man. man. You're rooting for... The Van Some man. are a little inappropriate. <laughs> uh, so we have this game that I play with the boys on road trips where you have to pick a name... And if you call someone by a different name, you have to take your shirt off. But it's really tough because this is playing with, like, my brother and, like, my best friend. So if I say, like, hey, Brian, that's my brother's name. They're like, whoa, whoa, what would you say? And then you have to take your shirt off. So if you're in, like, a bar or something or, like, a restaurant and you can't put it on <laughs> until someone acknowledges your shirt. So it's, like, a really long game. But that's how a lot of the how a lot of them, these names originated. Some of my favorites are, like, Reebok Hernandez was one of my friends. I thought that was a really good name. <laughs> Solid. One, two, three, Pete. <laughs> You've I been trying to get that one to catch on. Yeah. We had a debate like minutes before our Norseka match. Him and Hagen were talking about one, two, three, Pete, and then Hagen hit him with the one, two, three, repeat. So your first yeah. name would be one, two, three? Last name Pete? I don't Depends. know. Or it's just you got to say it all at once. <laughs> well, I would say I'm one, two, three, Pete, and then my friend would be like, I'm repeat. Uh, so that could confuse some, some people. <laughs> I'm, try- I, I'm definitely <laughs> confused. Yeah. But I just really don't, honestly, I don't like the name Eric. Okay, um, that's fair. So, and that's a big part of your life. You're an entertainer, by the way. So, you're, <laughs> all the actors get to make up names. Yeah, right. Thank you. True. So, um, I think that's like fair. Dwayne Johnson you probably doesn't like one, being though. called Dwayne, so he's just The Rock. Yeah, for sure. So you should be able to get to pick. And Tony Brownser is one of my. I mean, you can literally change legally change your name. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you just got to pick one and stick with it, and then we all. Just Danny Fahrenheit. Sh- all right. So, Fans so, don't get to vote. Do fans get to vote, or do you just want to rock it on sounds like Danny he, Fahrenheit? It sounds like you wanted it. We can give do a giveaway for something else. We can. You. Whatever you guys want. Danny boy. Okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how the rest of the podcast goes and figure out what our giveaway is going to be from there. We'll let you guys know. But for now, we're, we're podcasting with Danny Fahrenheit. <laughs> I got to stop saying um. I realized early that I'm saying um a lot. got to cut that out. All right. All right, this will be a good we'll exercise nervous. for you. It's got to do better than Chase Frischman. <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. Chase is a big fan of saying, okay. He loves okay. He loves that. Yeah. 
The McKibbins gave him some grief okay. for that. Okay. Like the guy from South Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Office space. Reference. Oh, yeah. Dude, so it's crazy that we're doing this after she would have told me two weeks ago that I was going to be on the Sandcast after our, after our quarrel. Our quarrel. You had a quarrel? Yeah, big quarrel. Okay, let's hear Wait, about I it. For, I forgot what we were getting in fight So uh, I happen to have an extra queen mattress. Oh, yeah. And Travis asked for it. And I said, sure. And so I loaded it up in the van, and I told him where the van keys were. I was sailing mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> and so he drives it from Redondo to Costa Mesa and drives it back. Like, all right, so I'm helping him out. And I get in the van, and I see the – I figure he's going to fill up the, the tank, right? Not filled up. But that's fine. You know, that's not why I did it. I was trying to <laughs> pull him. And then he was like, how much you want for gas? And I was like, whatever you want, man. Like, big dogging him. <laughs> so I thought he's like from Maryland, like East Coast or like classy guy. I thought he was going to like put flower, like do something classy, right? Flowers. Well, that's fine. So then a week later, you know, it's a Sunday and I need to borrow a couple hundred bucks to buy a 1996 Ford Econoline 350. And I asked Travis him in his area if I could borrow that money and he turned me down. And I was like, hey man, I just scratched your back, you know, <laughs> now you got to scratch mine and he didn't do it, so... Now, to my credit, did you give me? I did pay for the gas. Oh, okay, and then I did offer to take you out for Korean barbecue, and I'm still waiting for you to respond to the invite. It's yeah, open we're invitation. Going, we're going to that. We're going. We got to sure. get you before you go to South South America. Yeah, which actually this is a good segue. So tell the listeners what you just bought that beautiful new van for. Trip to South America uh, with the boys for right after Chicago, um, heading down there. Season ending road trip with the boys. Yep, in a new van. Well, it's 22 years old. It's, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Newly purchased. <Yeah. laughs> it's a 96 Econoline. Is, yeah. is it an upgrade from the infamous van that you were living in over the last few years? Uh, no, it's a little bigger. Uh, it's not as high. And like the van that I've ha- I have, um, the Sprinter, is like a diesel engine with like solar panels. And ah. it's kind of tricked out. But this one is pretty bare. And uh, there's there's a decent amount of problems, like with the engine and stuff. But it's like it's a good way to start a road trip through yeah. South America and Central America. We're gonna get fixed up in, T- in Tijuana, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the reasons that I didn't want to fill your van up. So on the way back from Costa Mesa to Redondo, it didn't start on the first or second or third try. <laughs> so, so I didn't want to stop at a gas station and risk being held there. And also like. Didn't know if it took diesel, and yeah. didn't know which side of the thing it was on, and I also was terrified of parking the thing, which is why I parked it about two miles yeah. from your apartment. That's exactly where you're, the apartment I'm telling you should get it. You should get it. Oh, really? In that park, little cul-de-sac yeah. right Amethyst. there? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's money. Yeah, for sure. But it's yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't blame you at all, but I was a little disappointed <laughs> when I needed that, that extra coin. I just made um, you go through some adversity, and you came through on the other side. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's it. I liked it when, after the first set of our Norseka, you, you told Avery, you're just like, just a little adversity. Love it. <laughs> then, yeah, you said it. Dude. Then I said, it, the I said it after the, after we got red carded. Yeah. <laughs> just a little adversity. I was laughing real hard at that. <laughs> We're learning a lot about your guys' relationship in the, in the first eight minutes yeah, of this well, podcast. Yeah, trash. Travis talks trash, huh? Yeah, well, so I only can talk trash with people that I'm either really good friends with or know well enough. Like, if I played you and Trevor, like, 
I would probably talk enough until you beat us, like, you know, had us at 14-7, and then, you'd, you know, I'd probably be quiet. Well, we'd be talking but, a lot by then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wouldn't probably have any time to get your words in. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm okay with talking to Zon. Yeah. We're, we're pretty good ex- friends. We're pretty yeah. good friends by this point. I wasn't expecting it, and then I was like, all right, well, now I could talk trash. This is, this is fun. And it's fun playing with Hagen because he talks plenty, too. So yeah. he'll, he'll give it back. Like, if the other team gets riled up, he gets kind of stoked about it. Yeah, for sure. So, but your your surprise was pretty entertaining. You were like, "Are you talking shit? <laughs> Is this real life?" Yeah, no, that, was, that was a fun match for sure. And it's been as the whole year has gone on, much different from your first year. You've kind of popped around with a couple different partners, and I know that we only have one tournament left. But if you had to look back on it so far, how would you evaluate the year of Eric Zahn in his sophomore uh, season? It was kind of like a little sophomore slump, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, finishes weren't as great as last year. I think the tournaments overall were a little stronger um, this year, but kind of bounced around up and down a little bit, trying to switch over to the right side a little bit. So a little, little bit of a down season, but I think I learned a lot, um, which, is, which is big, and I'm right. excited for um, – like almost excited for next season, like ready to go, even though we're still – you know, yeah, we got you got a road yet. trip to recover. <laughs> I yeah. mean, wh- what kind of finish would it take to to end this year to make it even better than last year? Because you don't, you got one more left, Chicago. Yeah, I mean, making it to Sunday in Chicago would be awesome. Right. I think that would, you know, if if we could do that, it would be like all right, it's a pretty good year. But I mean, anything short of that, it's still kind of like a down season. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little burnout. Yeah, um, like switching partners, long off season and a lot of adversity i like a lot of travel so i am ready to like go on this trip to south america and clear my mind and come back a clean slate ready to go just unwind and you did a little bit of international travel was this your first year doing a little bit of international yeah so that's that's a definitely an added grind for sure so like we i was in new zealand and australia for like almost two months Mm -hmm. that takes a lot out of like your off-season training like totally. you, can't, you can't train that much. Then we went to Iran. It's like another week and a half where you can't. China, Mexico, like yep. just getting used to the uh, the grind. Right. So it was definitely good in that respect. And I got um, a lot more FIVB points. I had like a decent, like two something right. uh, compared to zero this time last year. Yeah. So it takes a lot just to get started, just to get that momentum in your points uh, for the world tour. So, yeah, you got to good little start but yeah i think it does definitely add a whole nother like it's one thing to be in a good rhythm on the avp tour but to add in the world tour on top of that and to feel what it's like to bounce between tours and to travel that much is is a whole nother aspect but that's the that's the beach volley life yeah for sure living it full on now yeah getting used to the the grind and kind of know what to expect a little bit more. well you like the travel it seems like because oh, your, yeah, your sure. way of resting from the travel grind is to go travel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure well it's, it's really unfortunate that a lot of these events you go to a lot of times there's not that much room for fun right. and like going I know. To, it's 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 almost brutal like mentally like oh i'm in this these new place i've never been before i have to fly right back to get to this avp right totally so, i i remember and i went to china in june and we had like a little bit maybe like 18 hours free after we're done the tournament before mm-hmm. the flight and i was like all right i'm taking this in the middle of nowhere like Xinjiang or all those tournaments <laughs> in china I like, all right, i'm taking the shuttle back to where the airport is i'm going to find something to do right like, for this next like 18 hours before my flight so i can see something and not just, like right 
Um, I like to always do that. That's a good call. Wherever, wherever I go. But it is cool because even though you're going to like Iran or like China or like the middle of nowhere in Mexico, it's not like a total loss because a lot of people never get to see that. And right. you never get to see how they live. And you really they kind of take for granted how great your life is in America. Right. Like, even though you didn't do anything in Iran, like you still get to see that part of the world, the part that yeah. otherwise you And may like have. what other reason would you go there? Like you probably you're you not allowed play volleyball, to go to Iran. <laughs> right. So you would never go there. Now you've been there. I mean, only volleyball would take you there, really. Yeah, for sure. And America's pretty great. Like you realize it's that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone hates on America right now. Everything going on, like morale isn't too high and there's not much right. patriotism, but like America's pretty great, and you realize oh, that man. once you once you travel. So I was talking to this girl, and she's talking about traveling the world, and she she'd never left the U.S. And she's like, "Yeah, I just I just don't want to be in the states. Like, I just don't think I want to live here." It's like you've never been anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you yeah. have nothing to compare that to. So no idea how good you have it. My mom loves America. She's like super patriotic from Philadelphia, like Philadelphia, like where the country right. was found and stuff. And she, she's like. Uh, I try to make her proud. <laughs> like loving America. So, I know um, you're a big experience guy. You mentioned that, you know, the FIVB points have been big. And I know that prize money, I'm sure, was probably a little bit higher just from the additions of the FIVB stuff. But that's definitely not what you're about uh, in, the, in the couple of years that I've met you. So, like, what are some of the experiences? You mentioned that you learned a lot this year some of your like bigger takeaways aside from having those perspective shifts that you just mentioned um well one thing i learned is my weight goes like up and down a lot um and i never really realized that until i was like in the usa gym like getting weight in and um that's one thing i really want to have down next year like i don't want to fluctuate i want to like get a steady weight and keep that and i think like i'll like get done a tournament and go to like the chinese buffet and go on like just like crazy for like two days and put on like eight pounds and like lose it and like i just love eating and i like it really does like affect my weight so that's one thing like i'd learned like really does make a difference in my play and i want to get that down next year do you um, want to keep it um do you have like a specific playing weight do you like playing a little heavier or a little lighter from where I'll, your norm is so i've probably never really played under like 198 mm-hmm. in like the last couple of years and this year i was eating like really clean and i got down to like 194 I think that's a pretty good playing weight for me. You notice that yeah, you I'm feel like, a little better rather sure. than playing closer to 200. Yeah. A little heavy, like you feel yeah, a little Yeah, I feel like a little quicker and like the warm-up is a little easier. And totally. So I want to get down to more consistent weight next year. Um, but that's, that's a huge thing for that. I really never realized. Um, and then other than that, just kind of s- scheduling out, just scheduling in general, like with when traveling international and uh, like the domestic events, just have a schedule. Like this is when you're going to practice. This is when you're going to lift. Just have that all set out and right. monitor how, like track how you feel. Like all right, well I did this, this, and this, and that's why I feel a certain way. Um, like little stuff. Taking it to the next level. I like it. Is sure. your is the playing weight fluctuation? Did Cookie Robinson happen to stem from one of those? <laughs> Cookie, Cookie, Cookie was Cookie, heavy. Cookie, <laughs> Cookie Robinson was uh, kind of like a tall tale. Somebody, I just heard the name, and for some reason, like people love Cookie Robinson. Like something about it. It's a great name. Yeah. Like, and I people call me Cooks. 
Um, I think Cooks is a really good nickname off, but it had nothing to do. Okay. Nothing to do with that. But until Danny Fahrenheit comes <laughs> along and, and burns them calories up. Yeah, exactly. Nice. <laughs> Start using that. I like that a lot. You mentioned trying to transition to the right side. What made you want to start doing that? And it's obviously going pretty well. I mean, you just took third in the most stacked Norseka I've ever seen. You're going to haven't seen many, but mm-hmm. you, know, you have Rosie Norseka and Chase qualifier. and Darty and Billy, Jake and Taylor, Reed and Jeremy, who you beat, smashed actually in, the, in that match. Was it 18 and 14 to take third? Yeah, I think so. So how is the transition to right side going? And what went into you trying to move? Because, I mean, pretty damn good on the left. Well, there's not that many uh, left right side blockers. There's none under 40. Well, you're looking at in, one. In America, besides <laughs> Uncle T. I, uh, I just turned Trevor into one. Yeah. <laughs> split. Split. Yeah. yeah, split split blocker. Um, I just feel like it opens up a lot more opportunity to play on the right. There really are under 40. There's not a right side. You got Jake. Um, but, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, I just figured it would really open up my you know options me, yeah for sure open up my options and it's fun over there like i don't really have a cut shot on the left and everybody has a cut shot on the right and you can kind of wait wait and just shoot around and mm-hmm. kind of have a little more control if you pass well if you don't pass well like it's tough over there i feel like i bail <laughs> myself out on the left like a do like a fancy dive spike on a bad set i can't do that right like, on the right you have perfected the art of the falling down spike that's definitely become his own trademark. Yeah, I know Phil likes to do it a lot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Like he started it, but uh, it does help because, like, if you, sometimes you want to take a full swing at a ball like that, like you're gonna come landing like weird on your knees. I think it does help to dive, yeah. and then it's like a, it's kind of fancy. It's know? like a sellout. You're just selling out for the play. Yeah, fully committing. Yeah, for sure. And you did win a tournament on the right. You've had a really busy year. Like, when's the last time you've had two straight weekends off without playing a tournament? It's probably been a good bit. Yeah, I don't think I have. So you won, I mean, you won Seaside, mm-hmm. which is probably, what, twice as demanding on the body as an AVP just because the pace of play, right? Yeah. The amount of matches, matches that you play, double a limb, right? teams up in Oregon, right? It's one of the biggest, what, pro at what, what's it considered? It's what definitely level, a professional or? event. Like, you and, I mean, you and Avery took, what, the equivalent – Probably what maybe like a seventh, an AVP no, in terms of prize money. Possibly. Oh yeah, 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 five grand. Yeah, so I mean that's that's definitely a professional event yeah. by any standard. For sure. How was Seaside? It was awesome. Like dude. I haven't played there yet. Yeah, it's a great tournament. Like the fans are so like there's so many of them. They're real drunk, but they also like pick a side. <laughs> really? Yeah, like way way better than like an AVP final. I swear. Hmm. They're so into it. No way. Um, like a lot, really great people. It's like really great. They're they're so excited about it. That's awesome. So it's a really super fun event. And you won Wapaka. Yeah. So Wapaka also really great. But their fans are also really drunk. <laughs> they're just drunk and like being drunk. Like Seaside, they're drunk and like really cheering you on and picking a side. So it's if you watch like the Wapaka video, it's just like like the Wapaka final video. You'd see like a bunch of drunk people talking. If you watch, like, the seaside video, you hear, like, drunk people, like, going crazy. Yeah. But they both involve a lot of alcohol. Because people look, like, people are so stoked for that. Like, if you live in the Midwest, like, in Wapaka or wherever, Oshkosh, like, that's, like, a huge part of your year. Yeah. So it's so much fun to go there and uh, just, 
you know, like give everything you have and they're they're all for it. So those events are a lot of fun. And the stadium in Seaside looked badass. That's like a legit setup. Yeah, they make like they bulldoze like sand dunes. Oh, everybody puts chairs and they bring in couches and it's really on the cool. sand dunes. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. No, so instead it's, of it's buying legit. a stadium, you just kind of create it, dig it out. Yeah, it's like awesome. old school Manhattan. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. So, what's the best non AVP tournament of the year? Because I mean, you've you've played like pretty much all of those little indie ones, right? You've yeah. played you've played Fuds. Uh, you did Six Man. Did Seaside. Wapaka. Is there any other big ones? Motherload, I've played. Motherload, you've played. I think those are kind of the five biggies. We should have a Sandcast award uh, show, and we give out awards for like... Like little superlatives? Yeah, like the people who went... What did you call it? Indie tournaments? Yeah. (laughs) Who's the MVP of the indie tournaments? Definitely this guy. You won two. You won FUDs, We get sponsors to donate and get a bonus, maybe? I actually won everyone, like, to be honest, like... Fuds, Wapaka, Seaside, and Six Man. And you can't you can't play the mother load. All in one year? Because it's during Chicago. Yeah, this year. Oh, damn. You've cleaned up. So indie-wise, <laughs> you've been <laughs> 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 a damn good year for Danny Fahrenheit. What does indie mean? <laughs> like, kind of like... Like not, indie rock? Like, what is that indie Indie film? Sort of like rock. underground. Like, okay. not... Yeah, like, not associated with anything. Okay. It's just kind of, like, independent. I like that. Independent. That's what it stands for. There we go. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would... So I would rank it... I would put Seaside number one, but I was just there, you know? Like, and you get recency bias? Yeah. And then Wapaka, two. Um, what about Motherload? I heard that one's pretty cool. Yeah, Motherload, the tough thing is it's always during Chicago. Uh, yeah, and they like don't pay anymore. Uh, so that was apparently a big thing last year. I wasn't there for it, but yeah, apparently uh, there was some controversy. Yeah, a lot of Oh, and Pottstown? Pottstown's fun. Um, but yeah, six six Man's man pretty awesome. Where it's does just it, not the same. It's just so different than Wapak and yeah. yeah Seaside. There's no those are real tournaments, right? I mean, six men's six men. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a whole different sport for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different. Uh, different animal. Yeah, I've only been to Fuds of all those tournaments, so I think next year I want to try to branch out. Definitely want to do Seaside next year for sure. The, the Daddy Hane Four Man in Hawaii and the Four Man. The Daddy Hane, yeah, got to get out there for that at Outrigger. It's not bad, but none of us are home for it anymore. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do Seaside this year. What AVP was it right before? Uh, Hermosa, right? Yeah, it was yeah the weekend before and, Hermosa. And I played, I played Laguna before New York, and that killed me for New York because I got like every single serve, jump serve, blocked the whole time, and then we ended up taking fifth, I think. So we played like eight matches in two days in Laguna Sand, so I just yeah. didn't train the next like two days before New York, and then... You lost first round. So I I took off of long tournaments before AVPs. Yeah, it's not... I don't know. For me, I've always had... haven't had that much trouble recovering. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I should take your advice about playing a little bit lighter. <laughs> I was checking in at yeah. 210 for How Laguna. How many times so. have I told you that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 210, what do you know? Uh, around that same one. Yeah, I lost the, a lot of weight during Hermosa, though, because I had the flu before it, and then we played a ton of sets in Hermosa, and I lost like 10 pounds during that tournament. I would have thought your weight's getting with a bicep vein. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Notice that really. with a bicep vein. <laughs> yeah. Bicep vein, you're two ten. That's thick. <laughs> Ain't a lot of food. Yeah, you'll know when we go eat Korean barbecue together again. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. That was we haven't done that in a while. Dude, so after I'm Huntington, get in on that. There's some good stuff right here in Torrance, yeah. by the way. For yeah. when you move up, 
for when I move up. Man's honor up here. Coming so, up in November. Yeah. Right. Sure. Well, we haven't done that. We did that after his first AVP, him and Ben Vaught's first AVP main draw in Huntington last year, which is crazy to think like how new you still are to the AVP. Yeah, I like, still, I've what, Manhattan was my first tournament I ever played with you in it. Didn't get to play you, but yeah, it's yeah, the only yeah. time we played against each other or in the same tournament, yeah. I think. Which is pretty crazy. I feel like. It feels like you've been, been around long, like basically but. forever. <laughs> like everyone <laughs> yeah. knows you. Like you're like your character on the tour, the happy Gilmore of the AVP as you want to be known. The Danny Fahrenheit. <laughs> the Cookie Robinson, Danny Fahrenheit, yeah. happy Gilmore of the AVP yeah. tour. We're going to have to market that a little bit more, I think. We need to get that out there. Yeah. Your, your whole happy Gilmore vibe. I just, I think happy Gilmore is a role model. And if you look at what he did for golf. Um, <laughs> I mean, for years now, everybody's been doing that swing, and they yeah. probably still will. You go to a forever. driving range, some kid's doing that. And yeah, someone's exactly. wearing a flannel, you know, yeah. and construction <laughs> boots. You know? He, broke, the, he yeah. broke down barriers. For sure. <laughs> so I'd love to do... you got to make your mark. Yeah, I'd love to be able to do even... Maybe you like... When you get introduced, you always like do something like you break a board over your head or something, and then you go play. <laughs> yeah, you know. So you, what I really you like, find your thing. I want so I was telling Brooke Sweat in the gym before like a big set. Like Brooke just slapped me in the face. <laughs> she wouldn't. She'll just run out. She wouldn't do it. I'll, She'll just run out in the match and well, just slap somebody you? just slap me in the face. Okay. There's like a big offensive lineman that does that <laughs> in the NFL before all because the trainer just like slap. Like, he doesn't have a helmet on, right? No, like Barry. <laughs> if you Google like offensive lineman slap in the face, you'll see it, and like he just like yell and like yeah, come on hard, like, that's disrespect. You know? <laughs> right. So I think that would be a good move. We've like seen that. Piotr do it. Yeah, that was uh, that went viral on Amazon Prime for a while because everyone was like, "Wait, they just won the match, and Piotr just rocked this dude in the face." Yeah, it, I didn't even think about it. Like, it wasn't even that. It wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't like hard. I didn't even think about it. I totally forgot about it. And then the Amazon Prime people were asking about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that that did." It. And then I saw it and was like, "Oh man, that looked like kind of bad." It was a pretty firm slap. Yeah, it made like a. It was audible. Yeah, I would like that. I, I think I might have to try to get Peter to slap me in the face. You know, that's what we should get fans to vote on. What should be your like your move? Your what? Your signature move? The trademark. Well, I do the trademark. Sh- I do the shooter McGavin sometimes after like an ace. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Where he blows the guns and Seaside is a great venue to be like Happy Gilmer. Like, right? That's a good point because all the fans are so crazy and drunk. And I did some stuff that Happy Gilmer did um, in Seaside. I don't want to repeat those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on. I was happy Gilmore in Seaside. You were having a good time. Now, did you leave? Because, like, so when you embrace a personality like that, sometimes you can leave as the most hated guy in Seaside, and you could also leave as the most loved guy in Seaside because you're just a character. Yeah. Well, like, I, you I, mentioned that they were pulling for people on stadium. Like, were you and Avery the fan favorite, well, or was that Case Beer and Adam? We found a group of the boys that were pulling for us huge. So this guy actually wrote on his chest in Sharpie, like, I heart Zon. That's awesome. This huge, nice. like, little fat kid. <laughs> uh, huge little fat kid. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't that fat. He's actually really cool. I, I, if he listens to this, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but like, I was, like, motorboating him. Before serves, like. Before serves? Yeah, like, they were real cool. And wow, I was, like, running around YouTube? and, uh, like, high-fiving all the... It's like the Waterbury Open. Yeah, like, I got... Yeah, so, like, I got, like, an ace or something. We switched sides, and I high-fived all the fans. And then I got back to serve, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Like, I probably shouldn't have done that 100-yard sprint, like, all the way around the courts. Yeah. But 
There were, I mean, a lot of people were cheering for uh, like K Spear because you know he's got he's a great body. Fifteen, he's, he's very physically attractive. <laughs> That's true. Um, and a lot of people were. It was, it was, it was fun. I was probably maybe like half and half. Maybe we had a little bit, but they were in for good volleyball, really. Yeah. So damn, I want to play in that. No, for sure. I, it would be great if we had a lot of AVP teams there, but you can't make everybody happy, you know. You're gonna do one thing that people are gonna love, and then there's gonna be people that like hate it. So yeah, it's funny that like a tournament like Seaside, you'll have thousands of fans who just want to watch good volleyball, like you're high five and everyone, and then in a tournament where the caliber is like 15 times as high, the Norseka qualifier, no one's there except for like Matza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. How, uh, it's hilarious just to see that contrast between when you get such a high quality tournament versus when you get a high quality atmosphere. For sure, people show up for the atmosphere. That's what makes it fun, man. Like that's what makes the sport great is the fans. You know, like if you look, like AVP tournament with like lame fans, like it's not it's not going to be that fun. But when you have the fans that are like real into it and right. educated, and they make it fun. So, um. Yeah, those tournaments just really make, like, you get, like, the love of the game back for me. I kind of had a rough year and then going to Nyquil Pack and Seaside and just so much fun. And the fans are so into it and they're so happy. And it kind of, like, brings the, it's a good way to kind of prevent you from getting burnt out. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's what Adam mentioned something similar on our podcast with him. Because, I mean, he's been playing AVPs since, like, 98, 96, I think. Yeah. And he was like, you need those tournaments where... They're fun and like you want to play well, but like say you lose, you just drink with the boys. Yeah, like it's great. It's just a, the best atmosphere. It's like the best way to stave off burnout, like you said. For sure, because you're still traveling, but it's not like you're going to China where you know. Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> yeah, and it's always like a little bit of like the volleyball. So like you're flying into Milwaukee, like oh, how do I get from Milwaukee to Wapaka? You don't plan it out. It's kind of like the. The classic, like, bum volleyball players just figuring it out. And it always works out. And everyone just figures it out all the time, too. Like, I still don't know where I'm staying for Chicago. And that's Sleep on my brother's floor. Done. <laughs> we figured it out. He's got a, maybe even a bed. He's got a <laughs> At this point, like, traveling with volleyball, a bed's a luxury. Oh, like, yeah. For sure. The only – I've paid for one hotel the entire year. That was the first night in Austin for $35. Well, you're, everywhere so, else you just bum couches. Now that the AVP pays pays for the main draw rooms, it's like yeah. not as fun. Yeah, well they didn't <laughs> you know where you're gonna stay. Yeah. It's not as fun. Well, for me it is. Like I never know if I'm actually gonna make the main draw, so it's always still. I'm still. Well, I stayed on that couch right there for Hermosa, which is great. There you go. It's a good, good couch. Luck, good luck couch. Good couch. <laughs> it was a nice looking couch. We mentioned your favorite non AVPs. What's your favorite AVP stop of the year? Chicago. Chicago. That was fast. Summertime Chicago is morale is so high. Like, <laughs> He's trying to get fans for next week. Yeah. Right? <laughs> City of Chicago are the real winners. Yeah. <laughs> they must put something in the water. Uh, no, but really, morale in summertime Chicago yeah. is so cold in the winter. They're just so happy to be outside. Yeah. It's Labor Day weekend. It's like their last weekend of summer, and they're just so excited about it. So It's the How last hurrah. I've always liked that event. I've always thought it's really good. Outside of South Bay. Chicago, I think in terms of like how many fans show up and are like really stoked for that weekend, I think Chicago is probably one of the best outside of the the LA events. Obviously, the three most popular that I hear all the time. Everyone like just understands that Manhattan is everyone's favorite for the most part. Mm, yeah, kind of. But then outside of 
California. Yeah, Everyone points to either Chicago, New York, or Seattle. Yeah. And I've never, this will be my first trip to Chicago. So right now, Seattle's number one for me. New York's super unique. We've discussed it before. We're not really city people. Yeah. Uh, but it's the most unique, like the skyline and being on the pier there. And just, I think that's a super important and cool stop on tour. And that's what's cool about beach volleyball is every venue, like <laughs> between Seattle and New York, they're like 100% opposite. The vibe's different. The people are different. Yeah. Uh, the skyline's certainly different. Um, but that's what's cool about beach volleyball is like I've played in every type of event you can possibly think of. It's pretty awesome. In places where you'd never imagine a beach volleyball tournament to be happening, like Ground Zero <laughs> in New York. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you're pounding shelter. He's cracking his... Yeah, dude, I mean, like, sauna for like 25 straight minutes, you sweat out a lot. <laughs> what do we got? I'm gonna Three so- sparkling waters and a Red Bull. Yeah, I'll grapefruit like, and uh, I like cucumber style. melon, which is right. kind of classic. I got a... Uh, <laughs> I'm going grapefruit. Not as classy, but these are five for Cucumber ten. Melon. Five for ten. Yeah, so my roommate and I just buy like five cases at a time, and they kill you with that bottle deposit, though. Bottle I don't know deposit. if everybody knows that. You, like, if you buy a bottle in California, you have to pay ten cents for every bottle and five cents for every can. Right, but then you can send it back. Yeah, but cycle and get your money back. You uh, just hit you with the shooter McGavin there yeah. too. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> shooter I used to do that when I was a kid back in Hawaii. We would go recycle for money for like a, something off <laughs> the dollar like 20 bucks yeah yeah but we would well yeah it, was, it wasn't good because we were taking it from like recycling bins yeah. and then giving it to the recycling people and selling it to them yeah. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do to get it just hustle you gotta do what you gotta do to get i'm surprised muffin. it took this long what time are we at in the podcast <laughs> 35 minutes it took 35 minutes for zon to say scam that <laughs> has to be a record for the longest conversation yeah. we've had without scam coming yeah, up yeah for sure <laughs> Scam is anything like a job. I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> I like to call any like money mo- making opportunity a scam. So like if you have a job, beach volleyball is a scam. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Totally. You play volleyball and they give us money. Oh, I know we are kind of scamming them. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, we got to like live and everything. That that's something. But yeah, and we still kind of whine about it. It was funny <clears throat> when Try had his uh, doctor over. We were talking about like how that was the hardest you've had to work for a finish in Manhattan. I was like, yeah, Hermosa was like the hardest thousand dollars I've ever made. And the doctor was like, you guys complain a lot. <laughs> she was like, you think your job is hard. And she has like lives in her hands. Yeah. So. This is my in-home nurse giving me my IVs earlier today. <laughs> Keeping try alive. And teaching me Spanish, by the way. Yeah. Gracias, Rita. <laughs> I need to learn some Spanish. Yeah, you ASAP. do. You really do. I was actually on Amazon last night. There were, it was somebody suggested like the 2,000 most popular words in Spanish, and that was 495. And then the 1,000 most popular words in Spanish was like 250. So Ooh. I had a big decision to make, <laughs> <laughs> and I went with the 1,000 adversity. If you're missing a word that you need. <laughs> <laughs> Life so. lessons. You've mentioned morale a lot on the podcast. And it didn't seem that morale was at an all-time high after Manhattan for you and Piotr. Yeah, morale was a little low. <laughs> so what was going on there, and what are you guys fixing up before Chicago? So we can end on a little bit higher of a note. Um, I don't know. In Manhattan, it just didn't seem like we, we really cooked too much. 
Same same thing in Hermosa. I guess the the deeper sand was a little bit of a. I don't know. It was just different. I thought our, our first uh, couple tournaments, I thought we we did pretty well in Seattle and San Fran, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. We just had like a little uh, went on the decline a little bit. Yeah, once you're out of the honeymoon stage, then you can start fighting like a real couple, and now you got to work through some, some adversity. Yeah, but I've been a Piotr for a while. Um, I like him. He's a good guy. So we're going to hopefully finish strong here. He, he could certainly be due for a good finish, I feel like. Yeah. He's kind of an under-the-radar type of player where sometimes you're watching him and he's like, he looks like a guy who would, could be in Sunday every time. Somehow he doesn't make it there every time. But, I mean, shoot, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys did some work. Granted, now I'm playing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so not if you're on our side of the bracket. But. Yeah. No, we'll see what happens. I'm, I, I think you guys got some serious potential. I think he plays a little better in, like, hard pack surfaces. Mm. He's a little bit of a smaller blocker. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, Hermosa, Manhattan are some of the deepest Chicago's kind of medium, right? I wouldn't say it's shallow. It's definitely jumpers. Jumpers? Way okay. different than, I think, way different than Manhattan, Hermosa. Um, Maybe that's why Phil just ate me alive in the final last time I played there. <laughs> that's why Nick could split block uh, <laughs> yeah, last year. Good point. <laughs> yeah, that's why they split block because the sand was definitely jumpers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not because Florida State was playing Alabama the night before. They were super over it. <laughs> and they, I mean, they just got back from world champs and they were like, ah, screw it. I think we're just going to have some fun, and they still almost won. That's yeah, just such a big dog move, though. <laughs> say, like, Phil never running up, like, down match point. Yeah, like, not da- like, like, okay, I'll go now. Yeah, like, just, no, no, it's no. such a big dog move. you got to respect. <laughs> What's the jumpiest sand that we play in on the AVP, you think? I feel like a lot of the man-made places are kind of the same. See, isn't Seattle pretty shallow? Seattle yeah. was jumpy. I think that Austin was as springy as it gets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I feel like San Fran and like New York are the same, right? It's the same sand, right? Um, not necessarily the same sand. I mean, same. They're both built on piers, and the depth is probably the same. But you'd be surprised on how different it is just on the different grains that they bring in. And who knows where it comes from? Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't – wait, I haven't even played – New York or San Francisco. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Why am I talking about it? <laughs> Atlantic City, New Jersey is the. <clears> most I played Atlantic sand. City uh, twice. It's so shallow. That was like my two worst AVP finishes ever. Yeah. I just sucked there every year, but the partying was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so my funnest, most fun stop was Atlantic City, but yeah, we sucked there. Nice. New Jersey, man. It's great. New Jersey. <laughs> Speaking of Jersey. I mean, most people know, but that's your hometown, right? Yeah, yeah. OG New Jerseyan. Yeah, South Jersey, like 15 minutes from Philadelphia. So go Eagles! There you go. Pretty stoked. Big about year that. for you. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Trust the process. We're real excited about <laughs> the Sixers. He likes to talk. Good old Joel Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. great, man. He's awesome. He's got a little Happy Gilmore in him, right? Yeah, it's kind of the Happy Gilmore of the NBA right Just now. Just trolls people. Just nonstop trolling. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, so we're a little... There was a decent shot we were going to get LeBron. People people said it was like mm-hmm. between L.A., Cleveland, 
Philly, like yeah. Houston. But it's all right. LeBron's out of the Eastern Conference now. Right. Gave it a go. Yeah, so pretty stoked. Hopefully Markel Fultz can figure it out. Yeah. his I covered him in high school. And, oh, really? Yeah. And he he wasn't great. Well, because he was on DeMatha. So, and DeMatha is like the the modern day of basketball, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, like, when you're surrounded by six guys who are going D1, you really don't really stand out all that much. Yeah. And then, so he was a super under-the-radar recruit, and then he just blew up. And his shooting, his shot's still so ugly. Yeah. And sometimes they go, and I don't know how. Are you following that at all? He was number one pick, um, and then he just forgot how to shoot. Not him. No, yeah. not particularly. It just says, because we could have had Jason Tatum. They traded the number three spot. Sorry. No, they traded the number three spot to get Foltz with the Celtics for their first-round pick, so they could have had Tatum at three. Like, they would have been so good with Tatum. But Half the people listening have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Should move on from NBA. Chase Budinger is happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when we had Chase on, we were like, is there anything else you want to talk about? He's like, yeah, basketball. He's like, we didn't talk about it at all. I was like, I thought you'd be over. Yeah, we thought you didn't want to talk it. about it. But yeah, it's the first thing you wanted to talk about. And one thing that you wanted to have was some fan questions. And so I'm, I'm on uh, everyone's favorite trolling site, uh, Volley Talk. So I'm just going to hit you with them. I'm not going to filter them out for, for the nice ones because you're on. <laughs> <laughs> you can take some adversity. So this one's from 405 Lax. He's a king troll on Volley Talk. He says, what are your thoughts after dumping Ed, seeing Ed win his first tourney basically immediately after? Um, well, Ed's a great guy. He's one of my favorite people out here. Um, so I was pretty happy for him. You know, you always want to do better. Like, if she drops someone, like, obviously you want to do better than any athlete's going to want to do better than them. So, um, I mean, so like that being said, um, I was still super stoked for him. He's like a really good guy. He's been on the tour for so long. Then I remember the event after it was like Hermosa and, uh, we were done playing and I think we were in like Sharkies or something watching on the screen. And I was like really pulling for Ed to push to the semi and like, I didn't even realize then I was like, Oh man, like, man, like this is how much I like this guy. Like I really want him to do well now. Like now yeah. I'm pulling for him. So he's a great guy. He's one of the nicest guys. And he really like says what's on his mind and like, doesn't really care. Like he's himself, which is nice out here. Cause you know, sometimes you have people mm-hmm. that aren't exactly like, trying to be something else or like, so yeah. So I was I'm pretty happy for him and I'm excited to see how long he can keep doing it for. <laughs> how I was mean, it? How was it playing with the guy like that early on? I mean, you, I was, it wasn't your rookie year as a professional because you played NBL before, but you, it was your rookie year on the AVP. How was it playing with a veteran like him? It was great. Um, he taught me a lot, and I also didn't have any points, uh, really, right. and he had, some, he had some points. So we played the first two qualifiers, and then we were in. I haven't had to play a qualifier since, which, which is really nice. But he taught me a lot, and um, it, was, it was great. Uh, just a great experience overall, but then we kind of like started to grow apart, and I wanted to train like crazy, and he has a family and he's right. older, and so, um, and I wanted to play international and travel, and he couldn't really do that as much, so we kind of just grew apart in that way. But yeah, I'm really grateful that I found Ed, and uh, we had a nice little run together. So definitely. I'm sure you probably learned a lot too playing with a number of different personalities because you played with 
Adam in New Zealand and Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And then you played, you played with Avery, you won Seaside, you played with Piotr, you played one with Marty, you played overseas with Troy. Who am I missing? Timmy B. What was New that? York. With uh, Baumgren in New York. Yeah, you played with Timmy Bombs. So you've played with a lot of different personalities and skill sets, and you've had to probably play a number of different roles. Because I feel like every time you have a different partner, you have to kind of adjust your role in that partnership mm-hmm. too. Like, what have you learned just from kind of having such a different year in terms of playing with different personalities, skill sets, and having to be a different person with each one? Yeah, uh, I've I've played with a lot of people kind of throughout my career, and I... yeah. Um, you know, it's just you kind of learn as you're playing, especially when you don't have any practice. Like I never practiced with Piotr, and then you go into a tournament, never practiced with Tim at all, and then you go into tournaments. So you kind of just pick up naturally, like throughout the tournament, what a player likes and how to kind of deal with them. And but it it really is totally different from player to player. And I guess that's what I what I realize is that you really have to adjust. Um, you can't I, just go in with the same attitude every time. You kind of gotta. Tweak it and For adapt sure. based on the yeah. other personality. I always have to tell everyone repeatedly, like, just set me tight, trust me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I like getting set tighter than like anybody else, and I don't mind like jousting. So like, that's always tough transition. I like that. Trust me, just put it tight. Like it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> Good things happen when it's tight. I feel like I had to tell Trevor that like a hundred times today. Just, we were, uh, <laughs> and then he overset you about twenty like, times. Yeah, and then it was all oversets. But I'm like, I don't care. Just get me up there. I yeah, like that. It's tough. Yeah. Well, I know you like jousting so much that so I decided to drop my hands in the Norseka qualifier and you threw it and the ref oh, didn't yeah, mind 100%, it. hundred percent I threw that ball. <laughs> what happened there? So we went up for a joust and I knew there was about an 850% chance I'd lose the joust. Because <laughs> A, I'm bad at jousting in general and two, Zon is a king jouster. So I dropped my hands like right as we were about to push. And so Zon had like, this was like full throw, like full like catch and throw. I don't know how he didn't hit the net. And uh, fourth seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> and this was directly in front of the ref. Like, we were on the side of the net that the stand is on. And I looked at the ref, and I was like, it's open hand tip. And uh, she had no idea. And then not only did she give you the call, she called me on a double, like, two points later, and then red carded Hagen a couple points after yeah. that. But she caught that ball. That was a tough <laughs> roughing match. She, call, she called a ball, like, in the middle of a pursuit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, she caught it. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram. Uh, so, first dig of my career, and she ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> so she calls over, like, the head ref, and I go and sit in my player's box, and then she calls a replay, and, like, I'm in the player's box. She's like, is this a timeout? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you just took that point from us, and, like, you're going to give me that sass? And uh, I actually saw on Instagram somebody put up a story, and it was, like, her, like, with, like, her hands on her head and, like, the caption was like tough day. <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah. that probably had to deal some with our match and then some with like the other matches, but you know, sometimes you just have tough days as a ref. It's a hard job. It's Growing a really hard, ref, hard job to be a ref. So I, I really respect refs are people too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. We'll move on to our next fan question. We definitely don't have time for all of them. You can, you were a popular topic for the fans. This is from Kiwi kid. Um, so I'll only ask the ones that we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, he's wondering, what did you think of your NVL experience? The NVL was awesome. It was uh, it was perfect for a player like me. I just graduated college. I hadn't had much beach experience. And 
you know, you get to play in front of paid refs and make a little bit of money and kind of learn how the tour works and learn how to travel. And it was awesome. I can't say enough good things about the NVL. I feel bad for, like, guys like you and maybe, like, Baronek, like, guys coming up. The NVL would be so perfect for you guys. Make some money. Like, just learn how to be a professional volleyball player. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if there was, like, a really established... Like a D-League. De- D-League, yeah. Developmental tour. Yeah. Um, but... I guess nobody wants to nobody put on wants a second tier that. tour. Like no yeah. one's proud of that. I guess yeah. uh, everyone wants wants a, a bigger piece of the pie. Everybody wants to be the big dog. Yeah, you know? and we haven't seen Skylar McCoy since the NBL went down. Of all, Randy's doing okay. Legendary Skylar McCoy. <laughs> you can't hang out with that guy. <laughs> I know, do you know Skylar. I do. He was one of my best friends on we on the NBL. We were actually playing together, and. I have so many stories traveling around with that kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> Randy. Shout out to old Randy. We'll share those over some pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll move on to our next one. Biggest area of improvement you think you need to make? Uh, definitely defense. Um, I don't think I'm that great of a defender and want to improve on that. So... For sure. Well, you're a pretty good defender for not that great of a defender in terms of being a defender and, and the finishes that you've gotten and success you've had. So I think that's a pretty good mindset just to, I don't know, admit to yourself, like just be honest with yourself. Like I'm not really getting it done to the level that I think I can. You know, I think a lot of people like to like kind of lie to themselves a little bit and just be like, I am good at that. What are you talking about? No, I could do that. Yeah. Rather than like, no, like I'm sucking at this. I'm winning because I'm good at these things. But this is where I need to improve. I'm great at digging high good, lines. Uh, I haven't dug one in three matches. <laughs> but yeah. I'm great at that's a good. Uh, to me, that's a good growth mindset, just being honest <laughs> with yourself. It's good. But what, what specifically about defense do you think? Because, I mean, it's a, that's a wide, it's a big topic. I mean, just uh, Kind of like overall everything, like digging hard, different balls, staying balanced. You know, I haven't, I don't have like a volleyball background. Like I, I started playing beach volleyball late, and I started playing indoor volleyball when I was like fourteen, fifteen. So it's not like I have like all those fundamentals drilled into me right. from playing when I was real young. I played like outside, so it wasn't like I had that many reps, you know, digging balls and throughout my career. So I just, I just don't think I have that many touches or reps or like. Um, and that much coaching. So I think just getting used to the game and I want to get into watching more film. Like I really don't watch film at all. Um, so like when I get into, you know, watching film after practice and, and dr- like defensive drills and breaking it down. And, um, but yeah, over just everything defense, but do you have any coaching now? I know you, every now and then you get out of the USA practices, right? Yeah. Not, not Aside really. from that though. Like, have you had, a coach on the beach i know that ed is like a player coach yeah he's like pete rose <laughs> no not really um so the people that got me starting to start, like that got me into beach volleyball uh in jersey quandomania he was like my coach quan that um kind of taught me like everything i knew and he came out here to help coach a little bit for like a week with uh, my friend fran Baltina, who's a college coach now um so they helped me a little bit Actually, a lot. They're, like, really great. But other than that, no, not really. Um, so maybe invest in a coach. 
Yeah. I like Jose. I know he's so busy with summer <laughs> and sour, but he keeps morale high at all times. Oh, he's yeah. great. So I know pour water on your feet while you're on the bench. I love that. And he's a great podcast guest as well. Yeah, he's one of the boys. He's, he is one of the boys. <laughs> for sure. We have a couple questions here from guest two. Uh, first one is, can you talk a little bit about your famous Potsdown temper tantrum? Oh, I guess this is a couple of you, couple of me. Like this is like a long time. It's like four years ago. It's still we were playing and video of it resurfaces every year. Yeah, Skylar Del Sol just kept calling oh, my hands. Like I gotta he, see this. Yeah, he just didn't want us to win. You were playing with Dave Palm, yeah. right? And like, there's no way we're gonna win. We played him in the semi, and uh, like, kind of beat him down. And and then he was refing your he final. Was, yeah. Oh. And he just kept calling, like, my hands. And I was that's just yelling a, at him. That's, a, that's <laughs> a conflict. So, like, he shouldn't have been uh, refing that match, first of all. So, for instance, off. I learned something from that. So, at Seaside, we played, won't mention any names, but this was, like, the ninth place match. We lost a game on Saturday, so now we are got to go ninth to seventh to fifth. Mm-hmm. Team we're playing is taking, like, five-minute timeouts, and, like, it's kind of obnoxious and, like, super long in between games, like maybe like eight minutes, right? Right. So I started talking a little bit of trash. Like we were beating them down and they caught a timeout, like a six minute timeout. We're like, oh, come on guys, this is ridiculous. And I got an ace like out of the timeout. And I was like, hey, nice timeout. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, why not? I'm, ha- I'm trying to be happy Gilmer. Yeah. So <laughs> then they're refing our next match and like the like fourth point of the game, they call a double, which like isn't a double. And then an over on Avery, like, who just like half jumped and hit it with like his left hand on an overpass they caught over. And I was like, all right, we're not winning this game. This team does not want us to win these refs. Right. So I went and told the tournament director and they were awesome about it. They're like, yeah, we'll get, they brought J-Rod over and then J-Rod refed and then we won. But like when you have a player that doesn't want you to win, right. refing you, like you don't want that. So looking back on it, Potsdam, I should have been like, we just got somebody else. Like, right. But I like Skyler and, that was a long. That was maybe four years ago, and I'm friends with him. Yeah, um, you've overcome it. I think I like. It. Yeah, yeah. You learned, and then you exactly. executed it. And uh, it was funny seaside. In, in Seaside. Like, I I went and I got. They're like J Rod is coming over to ref. J Rod's the man, by the way. Shout out to J Rod, <laughs> best ref Silver ever. Fox. Yeah. So now that's ref is suck like up to refs. Come on. <laughs> now this ref is like, what is this timeout? And I was like, dude, just like shut up, man. Like. I may have used a little more profanities. <laughs> and then J-Rod comes over, and the rest like, well, he was saying this, this, and this. That's a red card. You need to take a point for them. And I was like, you see what I'm talking about, J-Rod? Like, this is why you're here. Like, hold he's on, trying hold to- on. Who was the first person to yell for a red card when Hagen said the F word? Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, oh I was God. like, he clearly doesn't want us to win. Like, he's not even refing anymore. He's trying to get you to take points away. So, like, that's a problem with these tournaments. You have the, per- the team that you just beat refing you. Yeah. And vital players are crazy, man. <laughs> you know, like nobody like, like. There's not enough public eye on us to like really like care. Tame it, right? You know, like, you're like on the NBA scene, you're like, all right, I can't do this because I'm gonna get fined ten thousand dollars. 
it's like oh, yeah. a red card is the worst I, you can get yeah. or something. I felt so bad for Johnny Manziel when he was like doing nothing for when that summer, his bad summer. First of all, don't do bad stuff in the summer because no sports are going on in the summer. So ESPN's going to talk about it. Right, that's a good point. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, man, the stuff me and Skylar McCool are doing. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, I, if the spotlight was on us, man, we would be on ESPN like nonstop. Like Johnny Manziel is just like. He's just going just out. going to Vegas. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah, I felt so much. bad for him. Like, <laughs> you and Skylar would have been in rehab. <laughs> ESPN yeah. would have been on it. <laughs> yeah, it would have, yeah, we would have been ta- we would have taken over ESPN News for sure. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll go on to a couple more here. We'll, we'll combine these two. Uh, so what players have you approached or what players would you like to play with in the future? Like, kind of like a dream partner. And do you feel you would be better with a bigger blocker like a Theo or someone who is a little bit smaller, more mobile? I think everybody wants like a big blocker these days. Um, there's a lot of good players and, you know, hopefully there's a shakeup soon where I can come in and grab somebody, but I don't know. I don't feel like I don't think I should be saying like, oh, I want to play with like Theo or this. Like that's kind of like stays within like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah. And then last one from guest two: What East Coast players, if any, did you look up to when you were younger and started playing? Uh, Shane Donahue, actually, one hundred percent. He was like the big dog on the on the East Coast and big I, fan of Shaner. Yeah, he's a great guy. Actually, so. I couldn't get a partner right on the East Coast. I was playing, playing in college, and I told Shane, like, if you play with me in this tournament, like a local tournament, you can have all the money that we win. And he was going to play with Mark Burek, I think. But then I was like, hey, Mark, like, so I'm saying, like, I can have all the money if we win. I'm going to play with him. And then we won. And, uh, you know, I figured he'd give me a little kickback, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like insurance. Like, all right, we get second. That's fine. Like, then whatever yeah but like we won no kickback a little bonus maybe <laughs> yeah so a tip no nothing tip? dude not even wow. entry fee back oh so then we're playing the net we play the next week together and we win and he gives me half so i tell shane that he owes me 375 dollars <laughs> um to this day um but yeah really shane for sure and he he helped us out a lot when we were coming up and i remember we were playing this is not that long ago either. this is like four or five years ago like, we would pl- practice with him and Chris Frazier, me and my friend Chris Vaughn, one of my best friends, and we, like, beat them in a set at practice, and we were, like, stoked. Like, mm-hmm. we were so pumped. Like, this would be, like, the equivalent of, like, beating, like, Phil and Nick in a set now. Like, we were, like, so, like, oh, my God. Like, right. fuming. That, like, when you think about it, that wasn't that long ago. Um, maybe, like, five years ago. So, for sure, Shane, Shane Donahue and, like, Chris Frazier, those guys. Shaner, great guy. He's one of the boys for sure. Definitely one of the boys. And now he needs those three hundred seventy-five dollars to pay for diapers and stuff. So yeah, that's your that's your contribution. Yeah, I got that little baby. Uh, I'm the godfather. Are I'm you unofficial? Because there's no godfather. <laughs> but I got her a uh, little shirt. I don't know if anybody's been to Southeast Asia. They have like this little. It's called like a tuk-tuk. It's like a moped connected to a carriage. And I got her a shirt that says, no tuk-tuk today. <laughs> but today is spelled like two and day. 
And Shane like never sent me a picture of that baby wearing that. Like, come on. And I also so this, I also got her. My Shane's really getting on your nerves. Yeah, man, him. second. So I got second place in the Enville Ocean City, Maryland. I got a plaque for that, and I gave that to his baby Kira <laughs> as a gift. And it's not I'm up sure. in her room. I'm sure. <laughs> Sounds like you really valued that plaque. Yeah. I actually don't keep anything I win. Anymore. What do you do with it? Should I give it to like a kid or something? Yeah. You gave her, no matter what it is? No matter what it is. So like, I know, Most of the skateboards are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm giving that. That's like... Giving it to I me. That, I'm giving that to like a kid. Your kid, <laughs> if you have a kid. My kid, all right. Yeah. You were pushing strollers around a, yesterday. I had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> there was literally nothing in the stroller. I gave, that's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> I gave the big check at Seaside to like this kid who was chopping it up with us the whole tournament. Uh-huh. Got to think his parents are like so mad at me because it's like a big <laughs> like bring that in the car. And yeah. He was all stoked about it. But, yeah, I like that. So there's just going to be Eric's on memorabilia all <laughs> yeah, over the country. Yeah, the I I never seen the rookie of the year plaque that I got. Ed has that. He's like, oh. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I wasn't in the, at the banquet. It's like, all right, great. I'll have that. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny, yeah, like, right. the, the things that, the, just the random trinkets that you can win from tournaments. Yeah. Like, you had a big check. Did you get any, like, signature seaside thing? Or is it just a check? No. No, I know, like, last year we got a medal I gave like some kid I gave my medal for six man to like some kid yeah I remember after your uh, after you guys lost to Bockerman and Flugan you just took your jersey off and gave it to a ball girl like right there on the spot yeah dude like they like they love that stuff like it's gonna make them yeah like more happier than it's gonna they'll be stoked so I think that's fun that's a fun thing to do alright we'll have we'll do one more guest question Plus, right. road dogs don't believe in possessions. This is from so. Hustles Slowly. What's your favorite van accessory? Um, My personal favorite is the Snow Tiger. <laughs> snow Tiger's <laughs> gone. Downsized. It's gone? Yeah. What'd you do with it? I just, it was taking up so much room. Yeah, but. So, I just. Your boy. What did I do with that? Might be in Ed's garage still. <laughs> <laughs> with your rookie of the year flag. Yeah, into my clothes and stuff. <laughs> Actually, there's this really good shirt. The front, it says, the front says, I am a martial artist. And the back says, like, though many can't conceive it, like, I stand facing the wind. I am a martial artist. And, like, after everything, it's pillar, it says, I'm a martial artist. And I saw Ed wearing that shirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Ed, man, you went through my clothes bag in your garage? Um, pro- but uh, probably the, I like the solar. I don't know if that's an accessory, but... It's pretty. I think it's pretty sweet to have the uh, the solar. Do you miss living in the van, or or do you kind of like having electricity and running water? Well, I'm in it a lot when we we Airbnb our apartment, so yeah. I'm in it and kind of like miss it a little bit sometimes. So it's nice to get back in there, yeah, and humble down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like I like the, the solar for sure. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> one more, one more. What, how do you pronounce these? Soleil. Let's see this. <laughs> Too what? many seltzer waters. What? <laughs> a, yeah. a I don't know. Just trying to say it fast. I hope we moved on. When you drink five seltzer waters in a row, it gets you a little. Get the seltzer shakes. I googled yesterday. Is too much seltzer bad for you? And uh, I have. I a, even, I've uh, looked into that before, and <laughs> some people do say that it actually doesn't hydrate you as much as as yeah. 
you'd think. Yeah, the carbonation, I would guess. I don't know. We'll call it yeah. even. We'll call it even. Yeah. Whatever. So we have one final question for you. This is not from the Volley Talkers. This is the Sandcast final question for every guest. If you had to give advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? So what I've been doing since is kind of advice for everyone because, you know, everyone can learn a lot from me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So I realized that I might die on my trip to South America. <laughs> so I was planning this about three months ago. I realized I might die. So people say, like, live every day like you're going to die tomorrow. You can't do that because you just have a big party with all your friends every night. That's a good point. It's impossible. So live every day like you're going to die in three months. Because, like, I'd still be playing volleyball. I'd still be training. I'd still be going to these tournaments. I just would care less about little dumb stuff and care less <laughs> about, like, you know, outside things and just, you know kind of just appreciate like that you have a good life like your family and great i have a great family great friends i'm real fortunate about that and i've seriously been living like these last couple months like i might die in like three months and because it's a legitimate possibility (laughs) yeah so any kids out there you know just have a good time you know the sport's fun and uh if you stress out over it too much you're not gonna enjoy it as much as you possibly could so just have some fun with it and live like you're gonna die in south america in three months I'll and, take that advice. And where where can our listeners follow along on your journey to South America? Um, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> South America road trip with the boys. <laughs> slash MySpace. Uh, I don't know. I, I, in other, I don't really like to take too many like pictures and stuff while yeah. I travel. So maybe, I don't know. Is this going to be one of those research? trips? Because I know every winter you do a trip with no phones and electricity for like No, we're going to have, week, we're right? gonna have some phones. Um, so we'll know if you're still alive. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll know. Maybe like a post from here and there, but it's not going to be like making some travel blog that people right. do. Like, right. So I just want to say how impressed I am with the boys. They don't have like any notes. I figured listening to the show, Travis would have like a bunch of notes and or like his laptop out. He's doing it all mm-hmm. from his head, which I think is pretty impressive. I tried to. The first time when we had Came on there, I like made it a challenge because I hadn't met Came before he came on the show. And right. so I like made it a challenge to have like everything memorized and Kane was like, wait, you just knew that? I was like, yes. Yeah, I remember you pulling up like specific BBB info matches from like 03 <laughs> yeah. to like Phil. Like, well, yeah. I see you and... No, it's it's pretty crazy what, what this guy can do. I showed up the first day with like a bunch of notes and then I was like, all right, never mind. I got Travis. Because <laughs> <laughs> you cheat off of him. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. <laughs> he already knows everything. I'm not going to know more. Yeah, for sure. I have a weird memory. Like, I'll be able to remember all this stuff. I'll get up to go to the fridge and have no idea what I just went to the fridge for. And I'll just stare at it aimlessly for a couple minutes. I'll go sit down and then remember it when I get to the couch. You can't remember everything, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's too full of 2003 BVB match info. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who, in my match in the NBL 2015, <laughs> in the semifinal of... Who did we beat? <laughs> I mean, if I had to take a guess, like with the NVL, you only have a couple options, right? So that was when you were playing. Dude, if you get this right now. I mean, you would have been playing with uh, Palm at that point. McCoy. Right? Skyler McCoy. You were playing with Rand? Yeah, then I dropped him. <laughs> I mean, he picked up Mark Williams. So that yeah, wasn't and then won up. the next tournament. <laughs> um, shoot, I, I have no idea. My NVL info isn't up to date. I don't even remember. But <laughs> no one's wrong. Yeah, was, that would have been really good if you got that. Now, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything that we might have missed about the Eric Zahn journey? No, not really. I think you guys did a pretty good job. 
Cover. Wasn't as scary as he thought it'd be? No. I That's mean, good. I got to do better than Chase, and I don't think that was that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have an um count at the end of the show. Now, we also did promise a giveaway. So this will be a, a Firefly giveaway, a little recovery device you can put on your knee. So, okay. Zon, what kind of giveaway do you want to run here? So, so remember, at the beginning of the show, we talked yeah. about picking, oh, you want picking, me to like the, pick, picking the nickname. So, like, if they pick a nickname, how would... But then they can, they can make an argument for why that should be your nickname. Okay, yeah. So new, so I get to pick which. One. So okay, so best nicknames, best nicknames. So let's give but them. No, one. no, 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 no. They got to come up with it. So they got a new one. Or, or either a new one, or can they give an argument for like Dan, Danny Fahrenheit? One that we discussed. I'd like to hear a new one. Also, I'd like to add Lamb Rivermore in the mix. <laughs> that year, Pottstown, I told a reporter my name was Lamb Rivermore, <laughs> and they wrote that in the at, in the newspaper. So I went by Lamb Rivermore for a little bit. That's awesome. Um, Rice Peterson, like they're all coming up now. All the names. We're okay, gonna so that'll be that'll be our Firefly giveaway. Whoever comment on what, uh, whoever Danny Fahrenheit choose or whatever name Danny Fahrenheit here chooses as his new name to <laughs> potentially replace Danny Fahrenheit because he hates yeah. Eric. Donnie, yeah. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, po- with Eric. Donnie Poison. I had Adam Rowers' girlfriend Jade when we were in New Zealand. If she called me Eric, I would punish her. I wanted to go by Donnie, <laughs> Donnie, Donnie Poison. That sounds terrible. So we were like doing a hike, and she called me Eric. She's like, Eric, I need some water. I was like, what'd you call me? It's Donnie Poison. And then she's like, I need water. I'm not messing around, Eric. And I was like, all right, come on. Like, you just call me Eric. So I was like, you got to wait 20 steps. And she came, like, hit me, and was like real mad at me. It sounds like you got punished. Yeah. Negative reinforcement. And now you there guys, you I mean, you and Jade are boys now. Yeah. I really like her. Once we were spending every day together for like two weeks Two months straight. Yeah. We kind of got on each other's nerves. It's a bonding experience. Yeah, but now we're tight. (laughs) I like Jade. All right, so to win the Firefly giveaway, comment on the Instagram post that we put up on on Instagram about the episode. Sandcast underscore podcast. Comment with what nickname Eric Zahn should go by and why. And And he will decide who Danny Fahrenheit, Cookie Robinson, the Van Man. I'd like them to pick... To get creative with their own name, though. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to introduce you. You okay. will pick it. Danny Fahrenheit and will choose whoever, the whoever wins, we're going to get Mark Sherman to announce at one of your next Eric's Your next stadium match. Next stadium That'll match. be what you're introduced okay. at. Okay. I like that. Because, I mean, if someone says, like, I think you should be Danny Fahrenheit, you're not winning that Firefly. Yeah. You know, you got to be creative. <laughs> They're just yeah. sucking up because that's, like that's the name yeah. you like. Exactly. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Well, this has been fun. Zon, thanks for coming on, bud. Thanks, boys. You guys survive uh, South America. Thanks for the life lessons. Rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Class act. You guys. And the seltzer water. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.